Hello beautiful beings, today we are going to talk about Jupiter in Pisces. As you may know, we had a preview of Jupiter in Pisces in 2021, um, but then it retrograded back into Aquarius until December 28th of 2021. Uh, so it's been in Pisces since then. And it will stay in Pisces until May of this year, 2022. And then it'll go into Aries till October, late October of 2022. And then it'll retrograde back into Pisces and stay there until December, late December of 2022. Um, so we have two parts of this year that will be led by Jupiter and Pisces. Um, so let's understand what that means. And I want to I wanna understand that through really understanding Jupiter because when we get Jupiter transiting through one of its domiciles, its home signs, which is Sagittarius or Pisces, we get the pure form of Jupiter, you could say. We get Jupiter expressing its natural qualities. Um, and so how do we understand Jupiter? Something that's really helpful for understanding the root meanings of planets is looking at their opposites. So in ancient astrology, there was a, something called planetary contrarities, where each planet has its pair or its opposite. So we have Jupiter and Mercury. Right, we have Venus and Mars, we have Saturn and the luminaries, the sun and the moon, right? Like Saturn is darkening and the luminaries are illuminating. <laughs> so you get that opposition there. Um, with Jupiter and Mercury, we get Jupiter as the feeling of cosmic order and unification higher meaning um, the way that we see and look and understand the world that makes us feel like there's some sense of harmony or order or meaning again um, and it's it's really this principle of unification right with the with the benefics in general with jupiter or venus which are the benefic planets, we get a sense of unification. Venus is like a little bit more interpersonal, right? Like unification through relationship um, or a pleasurable experience, right? Like unification through just deeply enjoying the food you're eating or the conversation you're having with someone and feeling that sense of harmony and connection. Jupiter is more like the sense of harmony and connection that we feel um, through a certain philosophy or a religion, religious practice, or um, what we're studying, right? Or the systems that we participate in, whether that's like school or religious institutions, um, the, the places in life that connect us to something bigger than ourselves that make us feel like a, a part of something 
Um, this is actually like kind of Saturn gets associated with structure a lot, but Jupiter, you could think of Jupiter as, as structure in a sense, um, like the whole entire structure of the universe, right? So it's like a little bit more abstract. Um, the things that we put our faith in, the things that we believe in. So that's Jupiter. And then you can really get a sense for that when you think about its opposite, Mercury. So whereas Jupiter zooms out to look at the whole entire picture, the whole system of something, the whole institution, um, Mercury is zooming in and breaking down and breaking apart things into different components to understand them better. It's the details, right? I was thinking about this the other day, like you experience Jupiter and Mercury when you're reading something. And the feeling of Jupiter is like, I'm getting a sense for the truth or the meaning of this whole book, right? It's communicating this message to me and I get a sense for that. Mercury is the feeling of, what does this word mean? <laughs> Breaking down a sentence and analyzing it, right? Those are different approaches, but we, we need both in this world, of course. But I feel like looking at those, those two opposite ends of the spectrum help you understand. So we have Jupiter again as cosmic order, wholeness, unification. Um, and then we can also understand Jupiter by looking at both of its domiciles, Sagittarius and Pisces. So we have Sagittarius as the masculine, active, fire temple of Jupiter, right? So this is where you can imagine, if we're going to put it through a human context of imagining like Jupiterian characters in this life, you can imagine Jupiter and Sagittarius as a preacher or a philosopher teaching a class, right? A professor professing the truth, professing a certain belief system or an idea um, to a crowd of people, right? It's fire, it's seen, it's expressed outwardly, um, and it wants to spread and move forward and go somewhere, right? And Jupiter in Pisces is the yin or feminine receptive watery temple of Jupiter. So it's connected to the exact same principles of wholeness, unification, our beliefs, that feeling of cosmic order. But it's experienced, I would say, through the heart and the emotional body. So this is where I imagine somebody who's deep in meditation or prayer, right, by themselves or maybe with others, but it's, it's, they aren't necessarily professing anything or expressing anything outwardly. They're feeling it internally, 
something's flowing through them um or to put it in a last like that's sort of a spiritual example of that but you could also you know people who aren't involved in spiritual practices are out there too of course and the way that they might experience that is like say they're i always think of the ocean right of course with jupiter and pisces like say you're on a boat in the ocean or you're floating on your back in the ocean and you're just feeling like connected to this thing that's so much bigger than you or you're looking out on the horizons of the ocean and you just see how big the world is and you just feel like you feel that wholeness you feel that everything is held together somehow that's what i imagine so this is really beautiful because jupiter has been in saturn signs for the last couple years been in capricorn and then aquarius um and saturn's land is is much more dry okay much more dry and it's beautiful it has its own kind of beauty um but it's definitely not where jupiter is at its strongest right so things like like we've been talking about like that sense of belief or faith in this cosmic order gets can get dismantled or we feel cut off from those waters of faith or from the inspiration that Jupiter brings that gives us a sense of hope or optimism or just even a feeling of connection with others, connection with humanity. Um, Saturn tends to polarize, right? So it's like instead of feeling that unification, we feel like separateness from people. Um, and maybe like it's hard to connect with people who have different beliefs than us or that kind of thing right and when jupiter is in pisces i think something really simple like a really simple word that we could use is just like empathy because the ability to connect to others and to connect to humanity and something larger than yourself sort of flows back in and so empathy might flow a little bit more easily um yeah there's this idea that's been coming up for me of like seeing the innate goodness in everyone um also something i've been reflecting on uh, through sufi practices and philosophy is seeing the divine in all religions right because that's something we can get really polarized in um you know this one's right that one's wrong or even just intellectual sparring that happens or like the idea of you know vaccinated versus unvaccinated and just feeling that polarization between people it's like maybe with jupiter and pisces that there's a little bit more of an opportunity to um empathize with each other and feel that there's still an innate goodness in everyone no matter who they are what they practice or what they believe i have a really beautiful quote from one of my favorite books secrets of divine love 
by A. Halwa. I honor the sacredness of your life, regardless of what you believe. If the creator of the universe has decided to create you from the spirit of his love, then by virtue of your very existence, you are more than enough for me. Right? So seeing the world through the heart, I think that is an opportunity that we all have here. And something I want to expand on a little bit more is this idea of seeing all of the different religions and spiritual practices, again, through the heart. This is something I, I talk about a lot and something that I love about Sufism and, and just the mystics in general of any religion is that there is this understanding of the essence, the inner essence of things, right? This is why Sufis say that every religion is like a ray of light from the same sun. And this idea of God is one, right? God is one and all of creation comes from that one So all of creation is sacred. And as, as humans, there are so many different ways that we, we worship. And they may not be perfect because we are not perfect, right? We are not perfect. And so it's also not, not my point that we just blindly follow you know, any teaching either. We have to be discerning and wise. But it is this idea of recognizing, recognizing that we are made to search for our source and we come up with all these different systems of thought, you know, belief systems and philosophies and religions and spiritual practices to try to reach our source. And it's beautiful. And something that really pains me as a somebody with a Pisces stellium is seeing, looking out into the world and seeing people say, this is the only way, this is the one way, this is the only way you'll reach heaven or enlightenment or God. And all the other ways are wrong. Mm, that. You know, that hurts my heart because I look out and I see, yes, there's so many outer forms, but the inner essence is the same. And that has always been the goal of the mystic, right, is to see beyond the outer form, whether it's a person (laughs) or a religion, it's like, see deeper, see into the, the essence that unifies us. Um... With that being said, we also need it we need containment and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this later with Saturn a little bit, but like we also need the containment of devoting ourselves to a certain practice, I believe, you know, at least for me, like it wasn't until I really committed myself to staying 
devoted within the container of Sufism that I really developed a relationship with with God because before that it was much more formless and it was beautiful but it felt like I had a spiritual home to come home to right like shelter but just because the container of you know my spiritual shelter my home looks different than yours does that mean yours doesn't work right you know some of my most precious memories or experiences in this life of like of worship and devotion is practicing like praying with people who practice something different than than me like nothing brings more joy to my heart going to mass with my catholic friend you know and sitting with her or going going to the Hare Krishna temple where there's yogis and there's also people just practicing all types of things going to ceremonies where everyone's coming with a little bit of a different background but seeing seeing us in a circle together it's again it's like that wholeness and harmony like unification of of differences harmonizing in some way so yeah and one thing that i really i want to be careful of is i don't want to glorify jupiter and pisces um and i definitely also don't want to demonize saturn right because i'm kind of contrasting the experience that we've been having with Jupiter in Saturn signs over the last two years to now having Jupiter back in one of its own signs. And I really want to credit my teacher, Achuta Bhavadas of Nightlight Astrology, for his work on Saturn and helping us reframe Saturn as a planet. Um, He's really, really influenced a lot of my my thinking on this. Um, so I just want to give a big thanks to him. Definitely go check him out. So what is what have we learned? What can we draw from Jupiter's time in Saturn's signs? I want to make sure we we have reverence for that. So, when Jupiter's in Saturn signs, our faith, you could say, in a, a really simple way of saying it, is like our faith is is tested. And why is that beautiful? And why do, why do we need that? Um, I had a vision once during... A meditation or, or a prayer where I felt like the beloved, like God was feeding me like spoonfuls of, of nectar, nectar of realization, of connection, of revelation, you know, of God and feeling that ecstatic bliss, right? Like just remembering what we are. And it was so beautiful. And 
that idea of like being fed spoonfuls i immediately felt like oh this is god's grace like this isn't just something that i'm entitled to every day right and not in not in any sort of like self-deprecating way but just like we're not always feeding on those spoonfuls right like those spoonfuls come spoonfuls of grace of nectar and they inspire us they motivate us to stay on the path like they remind us the beauty of what we're doing and why we're here and right and then we go off into the world and we have to try to put those things into practice and remember it um and it's like it can feel like oh it's unfair like why aren't we always receiving receiving prophetic visions and just feeling like we're in a state of bliss all the time right um because that's what we are right like we are sat chit ananda existence consciousness bliss so because we know that's what we are and we get those moments of remembering that that fuels us on our path to say oh yeah because that's already what I am like I don't need to worry so much that I'm not always experiencing that because we're here to experience all the the shades of this reality of our separation in some sense and separation is a good Saturn word isolation separation distance seclusion right we hear the word boundaries a lot with saturn um because saturn is the the planet that is furthest from us the the furthest one that we can see with the naked eye and so the ancients believed it to be the boundary of the known world and the unknown right the material world and then what's beyond it and so in that way you can imagine saturn as like an ascetic or a monk like living off in the mountains right distance from from this world and reflecting right reflecting every day on the beyond like a monk i'm reminded actually of saint john of the cross talking about this um and his saturnine story so he is an amazing mystic christian mystic who had a dark night of the soul and wrote beautiful exquisite poetry about it um and it all happened because he was he was sort of part of a movement started by saint Teresa of Avila, another amazing Christian mystic uh, in Spain who was trying to reform the church in in ways that caused a lot of tension um, and polarization, right? Which is another Saturn word, thinking of Saturn as the boundary. There's people on one side, people on the other side, right? People who are following the mainstream orders of the church in some way and sticking to that tradition and then people who might be considered heretics or on the other side of that wall um, like saint Teresa and saint john 
of the cross. Um, and so what happened was he was arrested, um, basically for being a heretic and imprisoned for nine months. If anyone knows this story better than me, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and in his nine months of imprisonment, again, this is like, what is this, like 16th century Europe, right? Like imagine prison cells there at that time, like really small, dark, cramped space completely alone for nine months horrible horrible conditions and that's saturn constriction darkness saturn has to do with darkening um and walls literal walls around him saturn has its joy in the 12th house in ancient astrology in the 12th house uh has to do with things like prisons and hospitals and places where we lose our our control our our ability to act freely right we're constricted restricted so in his time of imprisonment he had a dark night of the soul that's what he called it and he according to him had his deepest realizations about god during that time and because of his because he was so cut off from everything from life from other people from connection from pleasure from light he had to go very deep within himself to find god to talk to god he had no other choice but to go to god because there was nothing else coming to help him his only solace was god and so he built a very very deep relationship with god through that experience and not saying that it's right or fair to imprison people to confine people either but just looking out at this reality and seeing all the different ways that we can be confined there are many ways right like for example depression being confined behind the walls of our minds and being blocked from the light and the vibrancy of life pleasure connection or in a social cultural context the collective experiencing something like quarantine or social distancing those are very saturnine concepts being confined behind the walls of our own homes being confined behind our masks like there's i was thinking about how saturnine that was recently like you know blocking our facial expressions it's like it really dulls our or it limits our capacity to like express and connect which is very Saturnine too. Um, and then of course the polarization, like ideologically of people being on either side of a wall of ideas like vax, anti-vax, etc. And that's very prevalent. So that's just one example. 
So these things can happen on individual and collective scales, right? Um, thinking about also illness, right? Whether it's like physical or mental or any, any hardship that makes you feel like marginalized or isolated in some way um, that causes some, some suffering. That's, that's Saturn. And it's like, how many people do you know? Or maybe you are this person who's gone through an illness like that, some kind of health issue or mental or spiritual hardship, a dark night of the soul, where you've come out on the other side with depth, a depth that you cannot possibly have without being plunged into the depths and, you know, we don't want to give up control. We don't want to, in life, right? We don't usually voluntarily go into those places. And so Saturn takes us to those places, takes us to imprisonment, whether metaphorical or literal. Um, and sometimes, sometimes it can be a little bit more... Um, the word like palatable than that like going on a retreat or an ashram right where you're you are disconnected from the world but it's like on purpose because you know that you need that or becoming a monk right again or fasting and it's not pleasant necessarily fasting but it's worth it makes me think of the monks again and why they do what they do it's like there's some dissatisfaction with with the artificial superficial pleasures of life the the instant gratification saturn brings us to what is valuable over time that requires our our patience and and commitment and so it's like i'm gonna disconnect myself from all the things that don't matter to find what does i'm going to submerge myself in the darkness to access real light not superficial light that you can find in the outside world but real light the internal eternal light so i hope that makes sense in tying it back to today with jupiter and pisces that it's it's only through jupiter's long and arduous journey through Saturn signs that we are set up well to receive actual, real, long-lasting light and connection from this transit. So enjoy this transit, bask in these waters. Remember that whatever river you are on it will gracefully lead you back to the ocean, no matter what. Alright my loves, so that brings us to the end of today's talk. I'm going to close with a poem from the Radiance Sutras. The heart of the universe pulses in all hearts. There is one who is the life in all forms. 
there is one who is joyful in simply existing in all bodies, as all bodies. Explore the life that is the life of your present form. One day you will discover it is not different from the life of the secret one. And your heart will sing triumphant songs of being at home everywhere.